Wolves by Jose Luis Zarate. Translated by Bernardo Fernandez and Chris N. Brown. The wolves came at twilight, melted into the shadows. At first we thought they were mist coming down from the mountains. It was impossible to think that there were millions of white bodies, thousands of creatures, sliding down the snow. Their voices convinced us it was them. Their long, sad howls, the occasional growling, and fights among them. We've never seen such a herd. It's impossible to gather one on these lands. The wolves we know around here are solitary, ferocious animals, always stealthy. We've never seen them trot into a village. They don't run away from men out of fear. Their temperament demands that they always hide. All carnivores are furtive. Once in a while they steal a sheep, a deer, some child left in the woods that surrounds us. They are always fleeting, small paces pursuing us in our nightmares. No one has seen them for a long time. All the encounters are fortuitous, almost ethereal. The man or the wolf flees immediately. There's something terrible about staring at the beast, at its deadly eyes, its wild fur, its great strength. Only the victims get to see the wolf in all its magnificence, not casual observers. One senses it's part of a timeless ritual, the ultimate encounter, the voluptuousness of death, of blood spilled on the snow, of flesh offered without resistance to longing fangs. No one has ever seen how the wolf kills. We imagine a terrible and satisfying ceremony for the beast. At night, they cry out their nostalgia for the sweet moments of death. Wolves are a part of nature, brothers of the blizzards without end, kin to the high-pitched winds. It's the wolves who know which tree is going to fall, the place where the ice across the lake is going to crack, how we will lose our crops. They walk with the certainty that comes with hunger. We do not hate them. We cannot hate that which is part of the cycle of all things. We are just wary of them keeping our edge. No one has ever killed a wolf because to try to do so is as pointless as trying to hold back the snow. The wolves don't hate us either. That would make it too easy to kill them. How would we catch them when we are hiding in our houses behind fragile windows? And now they are coming, a blizzard of wolves, thousands, millions, coming down from the mountains. What has happened to the villages that found themselves in the path of this bizarre flood? We don't know. The river of wolves has isolated us from the world. We can see its unending advance, but not its end. Where do they come from? Where are they going? What will become of us? We have fortified ourselves as best as we can, reinforcing the doors, boarding up the windows, storing enough grain to survive a few days. We have prayed without answer. We wait. First the steps, like a steady rain, then the sense of their advance, the fur of the multitude rubbing against our walls, 
the oppressive odor of their breath. They are not trying to tear down our houses. They are not fighting to rip our flesh. They trot, just passing by, one, two, three, dozens, hundreds, thousands. We are in the middle of a living current, occasionally interrupted by a small fight, no more. The river flows without end. We have opened the windows and not a single wolf has slept for our throats. They pass by. Their march is not forced. They don't appear to be fleeing. They walk as if it were natural for millions of wolves to walk among humans. Days go by and the rhythm does not lessen. The flow is unending. At night, we listen to their footsteps. Their smell has impregnated everything. Sometimes we find ourselves growling at each other, drawn into their march. Where are they going? What is waiting for them at their destination? After dark, we come out to observe them, envying their strength, their determination, feeling ourselves part of the current. We dream of fresh blood, of the endless woods that belong to us, of seeing the world through bestial eyes. The air pulses with an immense power. Nothing will hold back the sea of wolves. This morning, I looked at myself in the mirror and didn't recognize myself. Maybe I was dreaming or not. The neighbor's doors are open and I have seen more wolves joining the flood. Is that why it is infinite? Because everything it touches, everything it attracts, everything it sees turns into a wolf? I have not seen any other animals in the woods. Nothing living other than the wolves. I stare at the moon over our heads, brilliant and obscene. I want to howl at it, rip its luminous flesh. I want to join the pack. I can barely open the door. My hands no longer exist. I smell the scent that attracts me. Blood on the other side of the world, an ocean heated with red waters. I stare at the moon. Since the flood of the wolves began, the full moon hasn't left. When I howl my love for her, I understand why. This has been a Podcastle Miniature. Wolves was written by Jose Luis Serrate. It was translated into English by Bernardo Fernandez and Kristen Brown and published in the anthology Three Messages and a Warning, available from Small Beer Press. The story was read for you by Roberto Suarez. And if you obsess over movies as much as I do, and movie trailers, I recommend checking out Trailer Clash, the movie trailers podcast which Roberto co-hosts, since they no longer have the time or money to go to the movies. Like me! You can find Trailer Clash on iTunes or at TrailerClash.com. Thanks for listening! <laughs>